I think Michael Harris is standing by. Superfly Hayes tells me that he is ready to join us, talk about the Lions free agency. How you doing, Michael? Hello? Hello, you're on the air everywhere. Yeah, yeah huge. I was standing, but I was standing for so long, I finally had to sit down. Okay. <laughs> well, I gave you a good lead in. I talked about the O'Hara Institute's five-year-in-a-row writer of the year. What is that, the O'Hara Institute of Toxicology? Uh, whatever. <laughs> it, it, it's no. called a drink tank instead of a think tank. Uh, I used to be in that one. That's, uh, that brings back memories, especially on St. Patrick's Day. All right, so I want to uh, go back to memories of the last time you looked at the Lions organization and the decades you followed the team in Detroit when ownership, the front office, the coaching, the talent level, uh, the combination of all four has been this good. I, I go back to the Barry era, but even then we wondered, did Wayne underachieve with the team? You had the front office, the ownership issues. I mean, outside of that backup QB, which I've talked about since the season ended, uh, there's not one negative I have about the Lions right now. No, I, I would agree with that. There are always things, you know, when you've got, what, 22 starters on offense and defense and special teams and all that, there are always things that can be better. There really are. But it's it's minimizing those and maximizing what you have that's going to help you win games. And, you know, I think I think this, and I talked to a couple of players about this, you asked them the question, how different how different is it now starting this off season? as it was a year ago. In fact, I think it was Alex Anzalone, if I'm not mistaken, asked him that. And it's, it's a completely different feel and a completely different vibe. You know, huge. I think after the first year of Dan Campbell, even though they went 3-13-1, this first 17-game schedule, they had a good feeling coming out of that season. You know, they really did about just, just the way things were being put together. But still, it was 3-13. and you know, and you're looking for good things, and, and and but this year, coming out of last year, entering this year, didn't have to look for good things. They they were there. Uh, now, just keep in mind, they were nine eight nine and eight. They didn't you know knock the world off on a on a one loss record, total one loss record. But what they did the last ten games, and really the way they played in the first first seven, even though they didn't win a lot, of, only won one game, you could really see that this was a team that was developing, that it had talent, that it had players, that it had a system, that it had a coaching staff. And I think, you know, uh, Sheila Hamp, the, the primary owner of the, of the Detroit Lions, was really, made, her imprint, I think, is now on that franchise in a way that maybe it, it wasn't before under other members of the same Ford family. Not to criticize them, but it's, it's things just happened to have clicked with her. All right, so uh, since that Sunday night win uh, over Green Bay and they kept Rodgers from the playoffs and what looks like his final game in a Packers uniform before they get that deal done with the Jets, uh, this team has been moving forward. They're breaking down uh, potential draft free agent picks who they're going to re-sign, and now we're getting that action uh, this week. Uh, What do you really like? What surprised you and what still is out there? I know I keep harping on the backup QB, but that's about the only thing I see outside of what they pick up in the draft? Well, I think if you really look at it, uh, the Lions made a, a priority to bring back the players, their own players that are developing and keep them and not let them get away. I know there's you know, there's one exception to that, and that's you know, Jamal Williams, the running back. That, you know, really a fan favorite. Look, I like Jamal a lot. I really did. He was, he was fun to talk with, and I, I like the way he played the game. But I don't think the Detroit Lions are, are probably going to miss him. I think getting David Montgomery... Uh, you know the running back from the Chicago Bears. I think I think that's an upgrade for the Lions. I really do. 
But that's one of the things that strike me is that they have a that they have their way of bringing in the players they want and keeping the players they want, and I think that's important. But if you've got something good going, you've got good solid players who, you know, play play good ball. They play it the way you want them to play it. Don't let them go out and make their fortune somewhere else. Work work things out. So you have an environment and a system that, that wants them to come back. Now, look, if they can triple their income somewhere else, then they've got to go. That's just the way it is. But but that has not been the case, at least as anything, been able to tell to date. Who, who's going to be that backup quarterback? Are they going to go with a, a rookie they draft somewhere uh, in you know the weekend of the NFL draft? Uh, I mentioned Minshew going to the Colts, Mariota. To the Eagles, there's still Teddy Bridgewater or Wentz out there. I really think they could use a veteran who's won some games to be the backup to Goff. Your thoughts on the current Lions QB situation beyond Goff? Well, this is just my opinion. This is not inside information or anything like that. But this is my my opinion, just from you know watching what's going on now and what's happened in the league in the last three or four centuries that I've been covering the Detroit Lions. Imagine I'm still holding together after all those decades. But I think that's huge. I think, you know, look, everybody in the National Football League has access to the contracts that, that, that you know, all the players have on all the teams. And if I'm the Detroit Lions, I'm, I, I, just, I just sort of think that they've probably got their eye on three or four or five quarterbacks who might be, you know, when after the draft or whatever, might be subject to being cut by their teams, and then and you can get them at a lower rate than what you would get them if you went and tried to sign them right now. Now, I could be completely wrong on that, but that wouldn't surprise me if they didn't have in mind guys who are going to be you know June first cuts or or you know, before the before the draft or right after the draft, depending on what teams get or don't get. In, in the draft, and I think that'd be a. I think that's a smart way to go. I think it's a. Look at what it's not as good as having the guy, you know, right right this minute, but you can get him at a lower price to do the same job. Uh, well said. That they believe they'll be that veteran quarterback that if he comes in by training camp, uh, he can learn the system. He'll have that training camp, and you keep golf healthy and if needed. I I haven't thought about that, but I I will say it's interesting, and also with. Somebody that gets a young quarterback, where they got to move a quarterback uh, off their roster. Quarterbacks are really the topic of conversation. I saw uh, the draft wire. Jeff Risden said that C.J. Stroud has moved to the head of the pack. It's going to be interesting. Speaking of QBs and the value of that six pick, and again, Jalen Carter didn't work out well the other day. He is pretty much cleared of any more wrongdoing and leaving the scene of that accident. But there's a chance quarterbacks could go in the first four picks, depending on if somebody wants to jump up and trade with an Arizona or Seattle who have three and five in front of the Lions. Yeah, you know, and listen, Jalen Carter has taken a lot of heat in the last couple of weeks, and, and you can say rightfully so, wrongfully so, whatever, but he has, and it's not for no reason. It really is now. Has he done anything horribly criminal? No, he's exercised bad judgment. Look, if every college senior who's, you know, out look after winning two, you know, back to back national championships went out and celebrated and, and drove too fast, they wouldn't have any kids playing football. It's just the way, the way it is. But I think this, if whatever issues he's had, they're not in the greatest shape for his pro day and all that, but his talent level is undeniable. And if you're a team that is in a position to draft him and say that the Lions are at number six, and look, he's he's been rated by a lot of good analysts, people you know that I, that, whose, whose stuff I follow regularly and respect their opinions. 
he's rated as the top-rated athlete in this draft. He really is. But the quarterbacks will go ahead of him, and 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 pass rusher from uh, 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 from another play will go ahead of him. But he might be there at six, and you just say, "Nah, we don't want him." Or how about this? You 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 draft him, sign him, and he's yours, and you resurrect him, and you. Look, you lead you lead the way with him. You say, look, kid, this is the way you can be rich, famous, and have a great life. Just tone it down, whatever. And you know what? It might might be the smartest thing you ever did, and it might be the best thing that ever happened to him in his life. That's just to me. Maybe that's you know pie in the sky thinking that you can you know you can help anybody and everybody. But I think that if he's as good as people say he is, and he seems to be, I think it's worth a shot. Now he might be gone too before that could be the third pick in the draft, fourth pick in the draft. But if he's there, I'd think long and hard. I'd have that, that plan. I mean, they will. They'll, whatever they do, they'll have their plan. But I'd make sure that I didn't just say, nah, we're not taking him. Michael Herr, DetroitLions.com. Joining us on the Meyer Guest Line, talking Lions off-season free agency, upcoming uh, draft. Yeah, it, you get Will Anderson out of Alabama. You got Carter. You yep. got those four quarterbacks. So the question is, the Lions are picking six. If, if all those quarterbacks are coveted in the top six, uh, they're going to have options at six. Now, especially after signing Sutton and Mosley, you have two corners. You have 18. What will be interesting as we're sitting here talking about a backup quarterback, that if, if there's a quarterback sitting there and someone doesn't trade up with Arizona or Seattle and they both don't need quarterbacks, say they just gave – Geno Smith, a good deal. They re-signed Drew Locke. I doubt they're going to draft a quarterback at five. And there is one of those four quarterbacks sitting there. Would the Lions use that bonus pick from the Rams for their quarterback of the future? Well, let me give you two answers, okay? It's not what I would do, number one. It's absolutely not what I would do. But I'm not sure that they. I'm not sure if they will or they won't. It wouldn't shock me if they if they drafted a quarterback. It would surprise me, but you know, it wouldn't just floor me though that if if they did. But I'd I'd be I'd be more surprised if they did than I would be if they didn't. It's not what I would do, but I could understand the value of doing it. Well, and I, I'm looking at the value of okay down the road picks. I don't think they need them right sure. now. They need picks that can help them win. And if Will Anderson or Carter. Are there? That's a no-brainer. You take one of those two, either, either hands one, down. Either one, yeah, either one. And you know, you'd probably rather, you know, you'd probably rather have Willie Anderson, you know, and doesn't have quite the you know, issues with him than you have with with Carter. But like I said, and what I said about Carter, you know, if you're sort of resurrecting him, and you know, he's he's your guy now, and you develop him as a you know as a young athlete and a and a young man going forward in his life. You really got something. You really do. And I don't think he or his family or whatever would forget would you know forget what, what you've done for him at a young age. Uh, speaking of not forgetting, before we go, uh, they re-signed Badgley as their kicker. So that's a solid move where at least you know what you have going into the season. Yeah, you do. You have him. But look, they always bring in extra kickers in, in, in training camp and the off-season program. And who knows? Maybe who they bring in might be better than him. You, you, you know, and, but it's it's great to have him. And if they beat, if, if they bring in another quarterback and he beats them out, so much the better. You know, that's. But they started with a pretty good, pretty good kicker to begin with, like he had with Robbie Patterson a year ago. And look what he did with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay, but Bagley, I think, got better as the season went on. Made a couple of big kicks for the Lions, and I think they can do a lot worse than him. His name. 
is Mike O'Hara. His business, following the Lions and the NFL for DetroitLions.com. Michael, uh, from your days in print, uh, online with Lions.com, radio, TV shots you've done, uh, just tell me in your lifelong coverage of the Lions, when you look at ownership, front office, coaching staff, acquisition of talent, where they sit going into this draft, how they finished last year, uh, the Lions have put it all together. Uh, I'm telling you, they get the backup quarterback, whether it's you know now or after the release dates and after the draft. Uh, they are doing things, and this offseason is unlike any offseason I've ever experienced where there are, there are a few things to complain about, and that, that's pretty crazy when it comes to the Lions. Well, there's always something to complain about. Just turn on talk radio. <laughs> oh, will you make fun of our show now? Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> oh, no, but the third, but third, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna get get off the ledge, okay? Um, I just I think this, they're in a good position right now, and I think what you go back to 19, the teams from 1991 to 1997 and, and 99 when they made the you know playoffs six times in nine years and won I think three division titles and so on. That was the best run they've had in all the years I've covered the Detroit Lions. That started. It started really before they drafted Barry in 1989, but it extended through his, you know, his ten years there, and a bunch of others like Chris Spielman and you know Lomas Brown, and then go through the list of Pro Bowlers and All Pros that they had. The closest thing they've had since then to it was was what ten years ago in the first season under Jim Caldwell when they, you know, made the playoffs. They were 11 and five, and really, really had the, the really had the Cowboys beaten for a couple mm. of bad calls. But the, couple. The, but this, they have a chance to be what they were, you know, with the 20, 2014 team. I really believe that uh, quarterback development is right there. I think they're going to be good. They need one or two more players to really, you know, you know, it would be nice to have an Indomitian Sue in the middle of your defensive line. But they don't have that, but I think they're good enough. I, I think this is really a team that's been built for the long haul already. Look at all those young guys they've got right oh, now. Oh, I know, dude. I'm, I'm with you, man. I'm telling you. I did see a, a CowboysRefs.com that they're bringing back that refing crew and giving them <laughs> ceremonial cowboy hats for the nine-year anniversary coming up. So that's pretty cool what they're doing. Well, that's, that's good. For, and, and, and just one other thing, too. They don't have any bad contracts right now. None. Uh, None of those it's guys. almost perfect. Michael, they, yeah. get a, they get a veteran backup QB. I don't care if it's now <laughs> or if it's in May or June or uh, mid-June. They just get a backup QB. And and they can't screw up this draft. There's going to be best available at six. There's going to be best available at 18. And that could go anywhere from edge rusher to a Quentin Johnson, a TCU as a big receiver. There's even talk now that there wasn't a market for DJ. He could be back at wide receiver, which then takes away uh, a draft weekend need. Uh, there, you know, and you look at the upgrade with Montgomery, nothing. Uh, Jamal saying he, you know, he, they, he was embarrassed by the offer, whatever. I don't want to hear any drama uh, post Jamal, good luck in New Orleans. But I'm telling you, Montgomery is an upgrade on Jamal Williams. No, I would I would agree with that. Uh, you know, if you look at his record and add it up, he averaged about 1,100 yards from the scrimmage for four years in uh, in Chicago, and, he and he's was, still he young. Was, he's only like 20. Going to be 26. Right, he doesn't have a lot of you know not wear and tear, and you know he's only missed six games. He's been a good, good player for the Bears. Good receiver out of the backfield, not the fastest guy, but he has a knack for missing you know for missing tackles and and getting yards after the first hit and all that. And one thing he talked about, he said, playing behind that offensive line with three pro bowlers, he said they have they have, they have high expectations, 
and I have high expectations for myself. I think Montgomery could be in uh, the running for league MVP behind that line, but we'll wait and see. They got to play the games. <laughs> Mike, stop laughing at me. I do a talk show. I'm, I'm not a comedian. Did you take a break, St. Patrick's Day break before? Oh, I I, I'm totally I'm <laughs> lit up on Green Bud Light. That's why you know Lions are winning the Super Bowl in the next five years. They're going to two Super Bowls. Uh, Montgomery will be MVP. Lions are probably going to be thirteen and four. Uh, this fall, home field advantage throughout the playoffs, and they're going to the Super Bowl, and they'll take on Burrow and the Bengals, or maybe it'll be Rodgers and the Jets in the Super Bowl. Mike, i got to get to a network timeout, and also i got to get to some more Green Bud Light, okay? <laughs> Enjoy it, Dale. All right, thank you, my man, Michael Hare, DetroitLions.com, joining us on the Meyer Guest Side. And Meyer, proud to be longtime partners with your Detroit Lions.